Our gospel this day is a remarkable passage as it poses to us two memorable stories of healing, one nested in the other. I don't think at all a mistake or even a moment of sloppy literary skill that poses the scene in the crowd between Jairus' request and Jesus arriving at his house. Mark, for all of this gospel's efficiency in disclosing to us who Jesus is, wants us to sit and pray with this remarkable contrast of narrative to take in the incredible disparity of position between Jairus and the nameless woman in the crowd and the one thread that connects them, the thread of faith. There is a profound lesson there, one of deep grace. So many who approach Jesus for healing in the Gospels demand something from him. They get frequently instruction, a visit, a prayer, laying on of hands from the Son of God. In this way, Jairus is like so many other figures. He is a faithful leader of the local synagogue who comes to Jesus and begs him to heal his daughter. Yet the woman who comes in the crowd makes no demand, no request. And she has been suffering for so long at the margins of her community, her contrast with Jairus could not be more striking. Jairus is presumably respected, so much so that everyone in town turns out to see what will be the outcome of his daughter's illness and how Jesus will respond to his request. Everyone knows Jairus' name. But the woman who suffers from hemorrhaging, rendered constantly and ritually unclean, is probably an outcast, has no name that anyone can remember, and is virtually invisible. What she shares in common with Jairus is that she and him now are both powerless. Jairus, by his daughter's grave illness and his incapability to help, and the woman, by her having spent everything on physicians who could not help her. Both learn that faith's day is truly when we find ourselves up against the ineffable mystery of our constant vulnerability. When we are most open to God because all our human power is rendered useless. And there is a peculiar and fascinating edge the woman seems to have in this over Jairus, for she is the one who receives from Jesus nothing less than commendation for her faith. She is the one who demands essentially no action of Jesus. She takes an enormous risk by merely reaching out her hand, who forges relationship with the divine, with a humility that should, in many respects, silence the lot of us.
Jerry's daughter will be raised up too, of course, in a great public spectacle, but the woman lost in the crowd is the one who possesses the faith that has made her well. So Jesus tells her, a faith truer, deeper, and broader than the well-heeled and well-positioned. When she at last comes before Jesus with fear and trembling, it might be because she fears that she will be scolded or even worse, because she has made Jesus unclean with her touch. Or perhaps because she fears he will see her as an opportunist, seizing the moment of the pressing crowds and the hope stoked up around Christ, Jairus, and his sick daughter. Or perhaps she is simply afraid of reaching out without permission or even acknowledgement. Or perhaps, perhaps it is because at last she has come face to face with God and turned herself utterly over, undone to the core and at last remade from the inside out physically, spiritually, and emotionally by grace. Those of you who were here last week may remember Jesus scolding the disciples, the disciples even, for their lack of faith as they were tossed about in a boat by the storm. Yet again, by contrast, we witness this nameless woman and see her faith commended, and it seems that she stands in Jesus' eyes, head and shoulders above the rest. And with that, we are reminded that our God sees the world turned almost 180 degrees from our perspective. The least powerful, the most in need, are those who are most noticed by grace, most vulnerable to it, most ready to embrace it. Jairus needs to be told to continue, to keep the faith, to stay the course, The woman, you remember, needs to be told nothing of the sort. So then, what is faith? It seems to me far from simple blind assent or setting aside intellect. Faith is, of course, founded ultimately in relationship but it too is the final hope of those who are the least among us. It is the complete undoing of all sense of power over ourselves and a giving up of everything to a God, however dimly we may perceive that God, who will, well, who knows what God will do. For it is from this woman we learn what it truly means to fear God. Not so much to fear God's wrath as some might have us, but to fear God's love. A radical love that does not simply demand a little or even a lot, but everything. Everything from us down to our last shred of hope. And when at last we are willing to hand everything over, 
then God is able to remake us and restore us to a vision that only God could hold, that God holds for all of us and all of creation. Until time is no more, death is undone, and we behold our Maker face to face. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley, dot org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to be able to greet you in person very soon.